what would you tell someone who is on the fence about working with us on fill-in-the-blank service? That's it. It's really easy for you to answer that question. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Real quick, before we get into it, we just have to let you know about something we've been working really hard on. Next year, in 2023, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We've officially opened the applications to join our 2023 Marketing Mastermind. This is a year-long program for multi-passionate business owners, who are ready to grow their business in a big way with the help of two in-house CMOs. That's us. This program is a mix of strategy, coaching, mastermind, community, and done-for-you services all in one. Yes, we said done-for-you. Oh, and there's also a fun lakeside summer retreat included. So in summary, we've got your organic strategy covered for 2023 so you can relax, literally. If this sounds like something you need, then go ahead and pop on over to duocollective.com and click on Mastermind to read more. Better yet, pop into our DMs with questions. The applications are open now until November 15th, and there's only 10 spaces available. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 42, and today we are chatting about how to get more five-star reviews more often. So we all know that reviews are important and that they can be super a super easy way to get more quality leads for your business. And let's be honest, they're super fun to read and hear what your clients have to say about working with you. But what are some things that you can do to capture the best reviews more often? So let's dive in. The first one, why reviews are important. So if we think about reviews, not only are they great for SEO and for people searching your business, finding your business, and then seeing how authoritative you are and how much people love to work with you. I think reviews really show, you know, kind of your process, your personality, how everything went, how the project went, what the product maybe did for them if you're a product-based business and like how much they value your product and the quality of it. But there's also the word of mouth. So we've got not the technical side, but we've also got the side of working with clients and them talking to their friends or to their other business besties or to their partners and saying, oh my gosh, I bought X service here and I absolutely loved it. Or I got this new product and the quality was outstanding. I will never purchase from anybody else again when it comes to this particular product. So really focusing on both kind of that emotion and that connection with the word of mouth, but also making sure that you're taking those other reviews and getting them on your Google review so that when people land on your search results within Google, they will see all of those reviews and will be more likely to convert and um, buy your services or your product. Then the next thing is where to capture reviews. So this is, it's incredible where you can capture reviews. So think your website, Google, Google's our favorite, Facebook, Yelp, 
um, niche websites like The Knot. So let's say you're a photographer and you actually have more inquiries coming through The Knot. Uh, you really want to focus your reviews there, maybe more so than you do on Facebook. So really kind of thinking about where your clients are and where you're likely to convert them rather than just getting reviews for like one specific channel or marketing media that you're using really think about where you are converting the more most of your clients and focus your reviews in that area and look at your competitors too where are your competitors capturing reviews um, a lot of times people can think of capturing reviews just in a Google Doc that's hidden for no one to see, which feels safe because that means that if you get a bad review, no one sees it. Um, but that's where feedback forms come in. Use feedback forms to get feedback on how you're doing and how your product is doing. Those can all be internal, but reviews are something that you really want. You want those to be external. Like you value those as a consumer and as a human way more than you do anything else. Anyone can pay a web designer and a copywriter to design them beautiful content, but when it comes down to someone doing what they say they're going to do or delivering a product that they says is built how it is, you need the word of mouth from other people to verify that they're actually following through on what they say. That is the customer proof, and that's the reason why people will ultimately convert and buy your product or your service because they see that proof physically within the review. I can't tell you how many services or products I like when I go to purchase them. I'm always looking at reviews first. Even if I think that the picture that they're showing me online is the end all be all of it, you go to re read a review, you know, like on a dress or something, and they're like, the color is a disaster. It's not what they show here. And you're like, oh my gosh, they must have used a filter on this photo or something. So, really just making sure that your reviews are, you can't control them, obviously, but just know how important they are. Well, you can control them to a point mm -hmm. based on your service and your product and what you're, we'll, what we'll you're giving them. We'll talk about that a little bit. But um, reviews are a very important decision-making thing for people. They will look at the reviews before they make that decision to convert or buy your product. So um, one thing, a website watch out, legalities behind copying a Google review and what to do instead. So basically what we're talking about here is you can't go to your Google reviews, copy that Google review re review verbatim and put that on your website because Google owns this and you copying it and pasting it elsewhere takes away the ability for that user who generated that review to update that review and change it in the future if they feel the need to um, update it or change it. So just something to be cautious of. Don't be copying your Google reviews and putting them verbatim on your website, on your social, anything like that, because technically we don't own that. So how to get around this, send an email to that client and ask for permission to post a specific blurb from that review to your website. So this way that review is approved by them, it's written in the form that they typically would write, and you're covered. And then making sure that you save this email again because you want to make sure that you are covered. So make a folder within your inbox and save this email so you always have it just in case there were to be anything that would come up against legality or any reason like that. You have this in your back pocket that you actually did reach out to that client. You got permission to put that blurb on your website and you're good to go. And if you want to use like an embed form or something like that, there are lots of embed forms out there that allow you to embed your Google reviews directly onto your website. So I know this is really big for product-based businesses, especially because you do not want to syndicate all of that data yourself. 
and say you update your reviews all the time, that is might not be something that you want to manually do. So you can oftentimes find those embed codes and then embed them into your website platform so that it automatically brings in the Google reviews. Those are approved and that is okay because it's being pulled from Google. It's not something that you took from them. So the only reason why some people don't like to do that is you don't get that much control on the design. So oftentimes they can look kind of yucky and then you're not really liking them, which is why sometimes it might be even better just from a aesthetic standpoint to just ask for approval. And it can be something super simple. Like you can ask them in an Instagram DM if you want to, if you're really close with them. Um, but screenshot that. Just make sure you're saving the backup in case Google were to ever question you about it. So the next thing, and this is really kind of the secret sauce to how we have figured out a way to get good reviews and not because we're forcing people to give us good reviews because people genuinely want to give good reviews, but it is how we get high conversion when we ask people for reviews. We make it super easy. I am a novel storyteller, and if you're on our email list, you probably already know that. I can tell a very long story and write a very long message, but in this email, we've kept it super duper simple. So when we send the email to our client, this is what we say. We say, we want to keep it super simple for you. Feel the freedom to make your review as long or as short as you want, and we are only going to ask you one question. Could you please answer this question? And the question is, what would you tell someone who is on the fence about working with us on fill-in-the-blank service? Or what would you tell someone who is on the fence about buying X product? And then you personalize it based on what they bought or what offering they selected of yours. And that's it. And you as the reviewer, it's really easy for you to answer that question. Like you immediately know Okay, if I have a friend sitting right next to me right now who's like, do you think I should buy this? What would I tell them? It makes it really easy because a lot of times when you go to sit down and write a review, you're like, Ugh, I don't know what to say. I really liked it, but like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to say. And by simplifying it in this manner, it really helps to get good content and content that the people who are truly on the fence are reading your reviews wondering about. So um, this can be something that's super easy can help really convert and high conversion but there's a few other things that also help because this always isn't going to seal the deal for you every time we're busy emails get buried we all know that so um another thing is that you can ask for it by a certain time so ask them to complete it by monday by tuesday some specific detail like that will help them be like okay i know for sure i need to do this by tuesday i'm going to add it to my calendar versus just seeing a never-ending deadline on to when they are going to complete this review. Do a follow-up. So we love to get feedback from our clients. Good, bad, we don't care. We want the feedback. And it really helps us refine our services, make it better for next time, and just understand maybe some details that we didn't know before. So we follow up a few days to a week later and ask our clients to fill out a feedback form. This feedback form is the same for every client, usually, unless something was a little bit unique. So we can source all of our feedback in one space. So again, this is a Google Docs form. We love using our, not Google Docs. Is it Google Docs? Or it's just Google Forms, I yeah. think is what it's yep. called. So Google Forms we love using for like audience surveys and to capture things like this because we can go back and look at the feedback across the past few years of our clients and see like, okay, here's what so-and-so said. 
And it really helps us when we go to refine our services and our offerings. But when we send over that feedback email, if someone hasn't left a testimonial yet or a review, we leave them one more quick reminder and we say, oh, hey, by the way, I noticed that you haven't done this yet. Could you please fill fill this out when you have the time or if you have the time? I think that's as often as we follow up, though. If you don't get a review after that, you don't want to be that person that's constantly in their inbox like, hey, write this review. Hey, write this review. Even if it was a great working relationship mm-hmm. and the project was flawless or or they were super excited about the product and they let you know, you're going to eventually get on their nerves and they're going to eventually kind of be like, oh, my gosh, would you please stop? Like, I don't have time for this mm-hmm. or something. So there is, you know, that sweet spot of like reaching out twice, maybe three times that might be pushing it. But after that, like if they don't write you a review, you're kind of kind of just have to put it to the side and yeah, just let that and one go. and hope that maybe they will in the future. Um, there is something that I think comes off more tastefully with a follow-up is following up before a big launch of something. So say you noticed that certain people haven't left you a review, you're launching a new program, you think that their review is really going to matter. And I think reaching out at that point in time and saying, hey, we're launching this new product. I would love it if you could leave us a review. Even if they just want to share it via email rather than submitting it via Google profile, that can be something you put on your sales page for that program. But doing big programs and launches like that can actually be a good time to go back to your prior clients or customers and see who hasn't filled it out and ask them if they could fill it out at that time because it's relevant to the next thing that you're doing. A lot of times as a reviewer, we're not not filling it out because we don't want to. We're just not doing it because we're busy. So capturing them in a different season and making sure that it's something that's relevant to what you're doing next can be really helpful and actually help boost a little bit more conversion on that for you too. The next thing you can do is surprise and delight your people with little treats. So we aren't condoning bribery, (laughs) but we are saying that everyone likes a good old PSL in the fall and a good cup of um, coffee can go a long way. So I think just saying like, I know this review takes time. I appreciate you taking the time. If you could leave me a review, I am going to send you Starbucks coffee, $5 gift card, something like that. So um, that is something that can definitely boost conversion, but never use it in the form of bribery. Bribery, Never say, if you leave me a five-star review, I will give you this. Um, It needs to be a true, honest, authentic review. So We've watched plenty of bribery videos. We know all about bribery from (laughs) our old agency days. So (laughs) we're not about that. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Um, The next thing after that is to share that review on social media afterwards and go ahead and tag them. So by doing that, other people are seeing these reviews. It's more social proof and it's something that you can easily save in a highlight so that when someone wants to see the reviews all in one space in a social space like that, they can see them. It also helps your other clients see those reviews. So if they start seeing those reviews pop up, they might even be like, oh, shoot, I never filled out that review. And it might be a quick little reminder for them to go do it. So um, that stuff is always a good idea. Make sure you share that review, especially if it's a really good one and something you're really proud of. Um, The last thing that we talked about too is helping to make sure that 
not controlling the content because right you can't control the content but by asking this simple question of what would you tell someone who's on the fence that helps kind of control the narrative of how they're going to talk into their review so they're literally talking directly at the person writing it but you can also say things you want them to include so if you sell a product or something that someone can physically see and you want them to share what that looks like then sharing that detail and saying would you also mind uploading a photo or something like that will help make sure that you get the right responses so at the end of the day just don't be afraid to ask for what you want to see in your reviews but try your hardest to keep it super simple because these things take time and we're asking time of people to help fill it out if you like this episode please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every monday plus if you haven't already please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas we absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you see you next week